Hey, Shelly, do you remember the days of being in corporate talent acquisition? Oh, absolutely. Every time the phone rang, it was another staffing agency claiming to be innovative and different. I used to wonder when someone would truly elevate the industry. Well, hold on to your hat here because that's exactly what Van Hack has done. Shelly, picture this a closed community of pre verified tech talent ready to relocate to Canada with all the paperwork taken care of. Sounds too good to be true? Well, not anymore. Van Hack has made it a reality. They have built the community of skilled software developers eager to make the move, and they handle the entire immigration process. And that's not all. They're taking it up a notch. Companies with offshore development teams, listen up. Van Hack's introducing the Canadian Engineering Office. Move your entire dev team to Canada, and Van Hack handles all the nitty-gritty details of immigration and relocation. So can you imagine, Serge? The applause from your CIO if you were to walk into his office and bring this solution to the table. Shelly, every time I walk into an office, I get applause. But that's not all. (laughs) The best part is they've got certified immigration consultants on board who've done this countless times. They understand that every family situation is unique. Revolutionize the way you recruit, relocate, and retain talent because when it comes to innovation in the talent acquisition world, Van Hack is leading the charge. Get ready to be the hero of your company. Check out vanhack.com today. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Bonjour and welcome to the Recruitment Flex. Shelly, we're still at HR Tech at the Plum Boot. Are you getting tired yet? I'm so energized by the people that we have the opportunity to speak with. Speaking of which, I have the honor and the privilege of introducing a new guest to the show, we have the CEO of Remote Bridge, Alex Shushanoff. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Sean. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. Thank you. Now, I'm going to start with some really exciting news that just happened last night. And I'd like you to just maybe brag a little bit about the fact <laughs> yeah. that Remote Bridge won the 2023 HR Tech Product of the Year. We are super excited. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> so I didn't have to. Yes, there's Did you know? uh, HR Exec Magazine does their 12 awards a year for the top product of the year in each of those categories. And then this year, they said they were so excited about one company that they created a new award for the top honor among all the 12 category winners. And Lo and behold, they said it was Remote Bridge. So we were just thrilled and a little surprised because we were up against some really big companies like Workday and Oracle. But clearly what we're doing seems to be resonating at least among certain folks. So congratulations. Thank you. That is amazing that you're so impressive. They created your own category. Alex, I would like you to share with the audience just a little bit about you and your journey and starting Remote Bridge. Sure. Thanks for asking. Most most people don't go through middle school or high school and decide they want to go into HR tech. <laughs> so, uh, but lo and behold, here I am. I, I've been doing on, onboarding, training, 
and recruiting in, in the HR space for about five or six years now. And during the pandemic, the company I was working for, which was called, was called Career Learning, and they do a thousand live webinar trainings a year. And they were looking for a, an alternative way to deliver their product that was more compelling and, and new. And so we started looking into sort of VR, but we ran into some roadblocks there where a lot of people were not comfortable with goggles and a third of goggle wearers get seasick. And yeah. so it wasn't a great delivery platform, but we thought, oh, maybe there's something else where we could create an immersive environment that wasn't goggles. So it was more fun than Zoom or Teams or something, but not as te technologically complex as goggles and something that involves some specific hardware. This company eventually spun out from that company and we've been going hard ever since. And so what year was that? So we started developing our platform about three and a half years ago. It took two and a half years almost of development behind the scenes. So we have all these patents pending. It's actually very hard to create a simple product. <laughs> and so that, that is really easy to use. We wanted non-gamers to be able to have an, an, an interactive 3D experience at work who maybe have never been in a gaming environment, who are not gamers, and but to have that joy and a connection that can happen when you're in avatar form. Wow. When I was researching and looking at it, it, it really felt like the metaverse. Am I off base here? That's a word we don't like to use okay. too much. Fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. No. Because <laughs> the met metaverse for most people evokes meta, which evokes Facebook, and which in turn is goggles. And we are really, we're really yeah. trying to avoid the whole goggle okay. world. And we, we have successfully. I think a lot of companies too feel like they got burnt by Facebook and buying into that whole ecosystem. They spent millions of dollars building up their followers only to be told that they had to spend millions of dollars more to reach those same followers. They're reluctant to buy into yet another Facebook ecosystem. So mm. we, we say immersive 3D, but basically it's avatars running around a virtual world. So what probably do you think you're solving here? So what we're finding is that, especially post-pandemic, when so many people are remote, how do you get everybody on the same page when it comes to mission, vision, and culture? Yeah, it's it's really hard to create a dynamic, engaging workspace when you're meeting on Zoom all the time. What tends to happen is that you'll get you get more than four people on a Zoom call. There's one person who does all the talking. It's usually a, so like true. a middle-aged guy, and half the people have their cameras off and they're multitasking. They're not present. They're not engaged. True. And we're we're trying to mix up the delivery method and. and change the way that people interact and connect in a way that keeps them present. In our case, they're, they're doing backflips and dancing. People are dancing better than they do in real life. Anyways, but fundamentally, it's about creating and imparting culture, and which is directly related to retention. Because what yeah. we're finding is that retention is such a problem in a remote context, because yeah. if you can zoom in for one company, you can zoom in for another company. And suddenly, companies are having to compete, not just locally, but nationally and internationally for talent. So culture becomes that much more important. And I think that's where we have a big role to play when it comes to recruiting or onboarding. So what you've just talked about yeah. makes me think of onboarding. That means recruitment's job is done, People are being onboarded, whether you're here or in Texas or in Toronto or London. So I get that. But where's the advantage in the recruitment process? Oh, How does Remote Bridge fit in there? For sure. So recruiting, we're super excited about it because it's very hard for a company to impart that it's culture forward and tech forward using a traditional career site. So we do these virtual career fairs. They're two hours long. We source the candidates for the client or they can source themselves. We can use either model. But it's very hard to get 
candidates excited about the company when you're driving them to a career site that typically has stock photographs and a lot of forms. Let me give you an example. So we work with Capital One. They make a thousand new hires a year of recent college graduates. Each one of those graduates on average has 11 other offers. Capital One can only budget to spend so much on salary, so they had to try to differentiate themselves from all the other offers. In the old days, they would have offices that had slides and ping pong tables. That obviously doesn't translate in a remote context, but it's very hard for them to show that they're culture forward and tech forward. So they're using us to have these virtual career fairs and it's working. So an average of 45% of the candidates we source advance to a second round of interviews, a quarter to a third round, and 12% are hired. That's a really high conversion rate for a two-hour event. And even those who are not hired end up leaving with an improved perception of the brand and culture of the company. So 88% of the candidates say that they are like have a better feeling about that company, even if they're not hired. Yeah. As you're talking, I'm thinking, you're talking about employer brand and reputation. So that's where Remote Bridge fits in. Because you're right. If I see one more flat text or stock image, especially to a new grad that is highly sought after, has, as you say, 11 other offers, how do you differentiate? 100%. Big picture, we're meeting the candidates where they already are, which yeah. is the, the virtual world, especially for early to mid-career, which is where we focus on. C-level is not, we don't have as much a role to play because they're already familiar with the company and the company's familiar with them. But early to mid-career folks, you know, for example, we overheard two candidates talking at one of our events recently, and one said to the other something like, to be honest, I'd never heard of this company and I wasn't that interested in the position, but I was curious how it would work in here. And so I yeah. came, and now that I've heard their pitch, I think I'm going to apply. And we're like, oh, that's the whole value Conversion. proposition. Music to my ears. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Remote work is in a really interesting place right now. There was a recent survey done by KPMG with CEOs of companies. Basically, the picture that it's painting is CEOs want everyone back in the office. Obviously, that's not going to be the case everywhere. But do you foresee remote work being a critical part of the future of work? And there's a lot of work that's been done on this by, by out of Stanford, out of the business school there, and they've done a lot of surveys. And what they're predicting is that we're going to see more of a dumbbell-shaped approach okay. where you're going to either have all in-person or all remote. And that the, the middle ground, the sort of hybrid is, is, is problematic for everybody because the company, they, they still have to hire people who live within 90 miles or 90 minutes of a headquarters, which tend to be in expensive cities. Yeah. And so it limits their talent pool. And on the candidate side or on the employee side, they still have to live in, in expensive places as well. And still, even if they're only commuting two days a week, they're still commuting. And so it's, it's a problem. I think people don't hate in-office work, I think what they hate is the commute. And Agreed. I don't think that's going away. And now that you are competing internationally for talent, I think there's going to be sustained pressure towards remote work. It won't all be remote. It won't all be in-person. But you're going to see more one or the other versus this hybrid approach. That's my take. So I wanted to step back for a second, too, because what your platform solves so beautifully is remote mm -hmm. and being able to articulate culture to anyone, anywhere. For those that are in office. Does it need to be a different experience? What do we need to take into consideration for onboarding in office people that do come in or for whatever reason versus remote? I, I think where we really help out is for making those who are remote feel a part of the culture and the team mm -hmm. that is in person. 
So we think about it really from the perspective of the new remote employee who feels really separated and apart from their colleagues who are meeting in person. So in an onboarding context for remote employees, we like to have both the remote team and some members of the in-person team together. So I think that it's really about building connection and camaraderie and getting people off script. What we find is that in Zoom, Zoom is very efficient or any kind of video conference for people go down the agenda items, but they rarely get off topic, right? Yeah. It's when you get off topic is when that connection happens. And so so we have all these sort of games and activities and different kinds of structures from like scavenger hunts to wizard battle drawing games, and all like dance parties on the beach, but all designed to get people talking about things they don't normally talk about. And ultimately, for as my wife likes to say, you can work for anybody if you like the people you're working with. And that, at least that's about half of it. And But if you don't know them, you're not going to have that kind of relationship. And ultimately, you're not going to have the kind of retention that everybody's looking for. I guess it really depends how you look at work, right? I think the great proportion of people want to build that friendship and that just going to work, being there, that culture. I've been remote 20 years. Maybe I've worked in the office for one of those years. And I, I just want to get my work done. I'm not as concerned about culture. Here is what I need to accomplish. Here are the goals. I don't care about anything else. But I think the generations are changing this a little bit. We're a lot more lonely than we were as far yeah. as working at home in a small apartment just doesn't seem like something they want to do anymore. I, I think especially young people miss being in office and connected yeah. to their colleagues. So that's their social world that even though it's it's complicated, that's where a lot of dating happens. It's That's where they are entering like adult life. It's through work. And if they're at home, they feel very isolated. And, and there are advantages to being at home, but we're trying to bridge that gap, hence remote bridge. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I get the name. That's very good, actually. You have created an amazing platform. It's very clear to me why you've won product of the year. Do you know what I liked most about what you were sharing is the fact that you're taking into account not everybody's a gamer. Mm -hmm. So thank you for ditching the VR. Honestly, I can't even believe they still exist. I'm the one who would get seasick from the VR headset. So thank you for <laughs> developing something for everyone. Thank and, you. And making it a great, fun experience. So as that. you kind of look maybe into 2024, any sort of predictions? I don't know if I just gave it away by saying the VR industry <laughs> evaporates. <laughs> but what sort of predictions do you have? We almost went an entire podcast without mentioning AI. Yeah. But we're not going to be able to avoid it. Oh. <laughs> just a, an AI trigger warning for your audience. <laughs> oh my God. I think we've only heard AI in five interviews we've done now, probably 50 times. So let's add to it. Okay. Just, well, you know, we, we, we do have an AI component that okay, we're, of course, more, building. Yeah. But we think it's super practical and it's a really good deployment of AI. Namely, like we use it in three different ways. One is for background noise suppression. So if there is a Slack notification or a text message or a barking dog or squeaking chair, we muffle that sound fundamentally to increase engagement yeah. and to keep make people present and decrease learning. That feels really good for me too. We also, on the onboarding side, we're taking a lot of people a lot of companies, their, their internal policies and procedures documents and converting that into an online learning environment. So we're really like a learning experience platform using Immersive 3D. So we're using AI to help us generate that content and then having it reviewed by subject matter experts for accuracy. And that also feels like a very good, efficient use of AI. Yeah. And then the third, for those who are not able to do some of their initial training and compliance-based training, we have an AI-powered bot, of course, but it uses voice recognition and 
and voice synthesis. And so you can have this sort of more role-playing, naturalistic experience and, and still get to enjoy running around in a virtual world and winning prizes and lots of other things for those who have scheduling conflicts. I do want to take a step back to onboarding. Obviously, most of our audience is practitioners, and it's something that we're not doing really well is onboarding employees. For someone either remotely or even in person, what's your advice to practitioners when giving the best possible experience for onboarding? For sure. One of our clients put it, I think, really well. They said, if you don't get onboarding, you end up with disengaged employees who leave. Or disengaged employees who stay. Right? <laughs> Either way Pick is a your fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> that initial relation, that initial contact, that initial exchange with meeting of the people, that's so important. You got to get the right. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, onboarding is often a neglected corner of HR. Nobody often really owns onboarding, depending mm-hmm. on the size mm-hmm. of the company. And it's whoever happens to have time. And a lot of it is compliance focus, like checking boxes and filling out forms. And not so much on the culture side. I think that's where we have a role to play, is really is on the cultural side of onboarding. And just keeping that top of mind, too, because we're all humans. We all want to know and like the people we work with. Yeah. What's the best way to find out more about Remote Bridge? Oh, you're kind to ask. <laughs> Thank you. We, we have a website, not to brag. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> website, wow. <laughs> yeah, our very own. It's remotebridge.com. Uh, or oh, people you can, got the dot .com. We got the dot .com, yes. yep. Uh, people can also email me directly at alex at remotebridge.com. We'd love to, uh, we'd love to walk anybody through the platform. Uh, we do that all day, every day, and love because it's really a visual thing. It's hard to imagine what it's really like, of course, when you're just dealing with the audio, but we really, we have these avatars that you can customize to look just like yourself and they're running around and they're doing flips and just the joy that you hear in people's voices when they see their boss doing the thriller dance is it's really <laughs> special <laughs> thank you so much for coming on this was great congratulations it's really impressive that you've been able to win that award and what you've been able to do in the last three years and i was looking through your clients you have some very impressive clients so kudos on you but thank you for coming on the show i appreciate it and thank you guys for doing what you do too it's really a service to all of us thank you Thank you. Au revoir. Shelly, let's face it. Texting candidates is the easiest way to hire quicker today. But your cell phone doesn't connect to your ATS. You're sharing your personal number with strangers. That's pretty scary, right, Shelly? And mm. it's not even legally compliant. Mm, this is where our friends at Rectex come in. They've created simple yet powerful text recruiting software that works with your ATS. Plus, it's designed by recruiters for recruiters, so you know it works. To learn more and book a demo, visit www.rectxt.com, mention the Recruitment Flex, and get 10% off annual plans. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.